This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Tuesday, November 16th, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Lance Glenn, filling in over the next few days with Blair Angulo out. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are getting closer and closer to the early signing period, and so many teams have momentum in their favor right now on the trail. But not many, if any, have as much strength in recruiting as the Texas A&M Aggies currently do. They rank fifth nationally in the recruiting team rankings, and the class is headlined right now by five-star Walter Nolan, the nation's number two overall recruit and the top-ranked defensive lineman in the 2022 class. Joining me on the line to discuss the red-hot recruiting under Jimbo Fisher is the Texas A&M Recruiting Insider for 247sports.com, Brian Peroni. Brian, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and for joining me. I appreciate you having me on. So, Brian, I want to start with the Nolan commitment last weekend. Just touch on it briefly before we obviously dive into some other names to watch. Nolan announced his decision on the field before the game against Auburn. Can you just walk us through how that decision came to be? And and I guess what ultimately swayed Nolan into choosing A&M over schools like Tennessee, Alabama, Michigan, Florida, Georgia, and really just so many others? Oh, yeah, for sure. So back in the summer in July, I believe no one actually released a top five that did not have Texas A&M in it. However, uh, at the end of that month, you know, there was a week where schools were allowed to have visitors and he made it to A&M's big recruiting barbecue. A bit surprisingly, you don't often see the number three player in the country just all of a sudden show interest like that or number two player in the country. Uh, he showed up and then all of a sudden had A&M in his top three the next time he announced. I know that Tennessee was feeling pretty good with him living right outside of Knoxville now, but uh, he took three visits to Texas A&M within a matter of a month, which definitely showed how serious he was. And uh, all three of those times he hung out with a whole bunch of commits. This is a class that's really close with each other. So he hung out with those guys and really just got along and gelled with them. And, you know, heading into this past visit, you know, there was talk that he might end up deciding. And I think he decided to do it, wanted to do it on the field, went and told Jimbo Fisher right before the kickoff of the game against Auburn. It was actually one of two commits and picked uh, picked up right before the game that both went and told Jimbo Fisher it was it was a bit of a crazy day for sure. When you look at the crystal ball picks for the Aggies on the defensive line specifically, you see picks for five-star Shamar Stewart, five-star Anthony Lucas, four-star Eni White as well. Of course, I mentioned Walter Nolan is already committed. I want you to think back and maybe you'll say 2014 with Miles Garrett kind of matches up with it. But if those crystal ball picks come true, is this cycle just far and away the best defensive line class A&M has ever had? Well, very much so. I mean, just the fact they already have a, a national top 100 guy in Malik Silla as well, in addition to Walter Nolan is huge. And yeah, getting a, a getting a couple five stars uh, in Anthony Lucas and Shamar Stewart, Eni White, uh, you know, all three of those guys are legitimate possibilities in landing all three of them. You know, Bear Alexander is, you know, recently committed back to Georgia, but is still a guy to at least watch yet another five-star. So uh, yeah, th- this 
has the potential and and should be the top defensive line class A&M has ever signed, but definitely in the modern recruiting area era. I mean, it's ridiculous. It might be one of the best classes anybody has signed on defensive line. Most definitely. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I feel like I've seen it more, especially with, with all the COVID restrictions that used to be in place. I think peer recruiting has picked up this year more than others. It seems like you have leaders in each class reaching out more and more to the top uncommitted prospects to join them. Have you seen an increase in that peer-to-peer recruiting at Texas A&M, you know, maybe from guys like Walter Nolan, Connor Weidman, and others, or has it been the same this year compared to previous cycles the last few years? You always have one or two guys that are sort of the ringleaders and in each class and the most vocal ones, but A&M has a bunch of those and it's guys that have, you know, connections to some of those others. Uh, Bobby Taylor is probably the most vocal and uh, he was, you know, he became uh, real close with Walter Nolan, but five-star QB Connor Wigman is another guy that's working on, especially receivers. And then Bryce Anderson, a national top 100 uh, safety commit. He's working on some guys. He's close friends with uh, five-star Jacoby Matthews, a safety out of Louisiana, and, you know, is working on him hard. And then the Houston area, A&M sitting up really hard and both uh, Bobby Taylor and Malik Silla, who are teammates and Donovan Green and P.J. Williams, who are also teammates, those four have sort of teamed up and are working on a bunch of guys in the Houston area. So, yeah, this class is definitely doing what they can to uh, to really get the best of the best to join them. You know, I asked that because we actually had Anthony Lucas on the podcast last week and we asked him about Texas A&M. And he said that Walter Nolan's in his ear asking him why he hasn't already committed yet. So you see that peer to peer recruiting that obviously has become I think a lot bigger, especially with COVID or with the COVID restrictions previously, obviously now open back up. But I think those relationships, like you said, were made and you have these, you know, top 100, top 50, top 30 guys talking to each other, trying to uh, to pair up and, and go to the same schools. You mentioned a name uh, as well in Jacoby Matthews. Obviously, he was a one-time LSU commit. LSU was having trouble with, with obviously, you know, Ed Orgeron on the way out needing to bring in a new coach still to be determined who that is. What's the latest? And you have a crystal ball in for Jacoby Matthews to go to Texas A&M as well. What's the latest in his recruitment? What are you hearing uh, regarding the five-star safety? So that's another guy that this summer when A&M had their recruiting barbecue, it was the same day that LSU had an event. And at the time he was committed to LSU, but decided to make the trip to College Station instead. Well, on his way down to College Station is when he decommitted from LSU. And that was even before all the struggles on the year and the fact that, uh, you know, they don't have a coach right now. So uh, A&M is in uh, good shape with him. Texas and LSU both also have a chance, but A&M has done a really good job you know, selling him on, you know, on the safety role. Bryce Anderson, who I mentioned before, is close to him and has has really been working to get him there. And Bryce is actually one of the main reasons that he even took an official visit to A&M in the summer to begin with. And he liked it enough that the Aggies just kept moving up, up his list and now would be considered the leaders. One other name I wanted to mention, the number one receiver in the country, five-star Evan Stewart. There were a couple crystal balls to Texas. The most recent ones coming from, I believe, you and Steve Wildfang are pointing towards Texas A&M. What's the latest you've heard on Evan Stewart? Obviously, an in-state prospect, and especially when Texas A&M recruiting against Texas would be quite the win for them to get the five-star talent to, to come to College Station and really lead that receiving core for the next few years. That's another story that's a bit crazy because... A month ago, even, you know, as soon as that or as recent as that, he did not even have that much interest in Texas A&M. He had been a couple of times before. I think he was there for the spring game, but just, uh, you know, 
didn't have uh, much interest at all, but you know that just changed. A and M has been recruiting him hard. Jimbo Fisher has taken a very proactive role in recruiting him, and the Aggies got him on campus for uh, an official visit, and then he returned two weeks later for an unofficial. And is another guy that spent both weekends there. He spent the entire weekend both times, and has really gotten to know the commits and really bonded with them. And you know, I think he sees. Uh, sees the potential in the A&M offense with the, with a big play receiver like him. So the Aggies are in good shape there, but Texas is also uh, in in good shape. And it's going to be one of the few true in-state battles going down the stretch. For whatever reason, there just aren't many of those anymore. Two more questions, Brian, then I'll let you go. First, look, we've obviously hit on some top names to watch for A&M on the trail. White, uh, Shamar Stewart, Evan Stewart. Jacoby Matthews, others. Is there anyone we're forgetting that Jimbo and staff are going hard after and looking to land for the 2022 class? What's sort of a, a, a crazy deal that a one-time Alabama commit and a national top 100 prospect is flying under the radar a bit, but with all the uh, guys that A&M is after, not a lot of people are talking about running back Le'Veon Moss out of Louisiana. He was uh, had one time made a commitment to Alabama, opened that back up again. I believe he did it when he visited A&M over the summer instead of going to an event in Tuscaloosa and and decided to decommit. And the Aggies are in uh, really good shape there with his season over. Uh, we're recording this Monday, so his season just ended on Saturday. I think a decision could be close, and I really like where the Aggies stand with him. And then the really the only three-star that A&M is still after is an offensive lineman out of Seattle, Mark Nabu was a Washington commitment when he came to camp this summer, earned an A&M offer, and then set up an official for the very next weekend, decommitted shortly after, and is a guy that the Aggies absolutely love. Those are really the two to watch that we haven't hit on. So last one, Brian. Look, they have 17 commits currently. I mentioned earlier the fifth best class in the country right now. I went onto the class calculator and put in some names just to take a peek. If they land Eni White, Anthony Lucas, Evan Stewart, Shamar Stewart, and Jacoby Matthews, just those what five guys, all guys, as we mentioned, that they have crystal ball picks in four. As of right now, at least they would have the top class in the country. So I'll ask you this. If you could handicap it, what do you think the likelihood is that A&M finishes the 2022 cycle with the nation's top class and what I would assume would then be the best class in program history? So twice in Jimbo Fisher's classes, he is he has set the new record for points in a class in the modern recruiting era, but this one should easily uh, surpass those. You know, I haven't gone and looked at the, you know, all the potential combinations because A&M could land a couple other guys, like I mentioned with Le'Veon Moss and Mark Nebu and some others. And obviously Alabama and Georgia still have targets out there, but I think there's a very realistic shot of A&M ending up with a top class. And if it's not ranked at the very top, it will almost assuredly be the best class in school history in that modern era. And also, it'll be close to the point total of those other two with Alabama and Georgia, which is not something you've really seen. It's pretty much been those two schools in the SEC and then everybody else uh, quite a bit uh, of a ways back, you know, the last few years. So this will be a change for sure. Make sure to stay locked in with Texas A&M recruiting at 24-7 Sports, gigum247.com, and follow Brian at Twitter at Peroni247. Brian, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me on here. Remember, if you like the show, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. For Brian Peroni, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Podcast. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 